of the Titans, the Mount Rushmore of players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Hello. It is a beautiful Monday here in Indiana, where I'm recording from, in my kitchen. And I'm sorry that we missed last week's shows. Uh, We had a bad storm go through the area. A ton of trees came down, lost power, lost the AC. Still don't have the internet, but I have a hotspot, so that's how I'm uploading this. And so just wasn't able to post. Sorry about that, but... Really makes you appreciate AC when it's 98 out and you don't have it. Um, Just ate a fortune cookie. And the people at Panda Express say a refreshing change is in my future. So, guess we'll see if a refreshing change is in my future. What I do know is that a refreshing change was in the future for the Steelers. When they signed Minka Fitzpatrick last week, five days ago actually, uh, they signed him to a four-year deal worth $18 million with $36 million guaranteed per Adam Schefter, and I'm convinced that they just did that to screw over the Bengals. Here's why. They're in the same division. Obviously, they're rivals. Obviously, they wanted to re-sign Minka Fitzpatrick. He's easily a top three safety in the league. They waited until Joe Burrow announced that he was going to take Jesse Bates to Las Vegas to talk about their contract negotiations. Are you kidding me now? Then you come out and make Minka Fitzpatrick the highest paid safety in NFL history a few hours later. I hope Bates is willing to take a pay cut to stay on that team because he is just such a great player, such a great guy. He's a guy from hometown. Love to have him on the team. I'm sure Burrow will work his magic, though. So as we say pretty much every episode, Bengals re-sign Jesse Bates. Uh, Not a whole lot of big news this week, though. Julian Edelman, though, did uh, say that he might come back. He kind of didn't rule it out. He didn't say he would come back, but he did not rule out coming back to football. And he said if he did come back, it would likely be for the Patriots. Probably wants to play his whole career on the uh, Patriots. But remember, Rob Gronkowski said, Hey, uh, buddy, if you come down to Tampa with me and Tom, I'll come back too. Rob Gronkowski has not signed a contract yet. He has not said for sure that he's coming back to play with Tom. Everyone's kind of assuming that he will, I think. Uh, obviously, that's a dynamic duo that Tampa Bay would like to keep. But 
Nothing is for sure yet. So Julian Edelman, maybe Patriot, maybe a Buccaneer. Those are probably the only two teams he's going to, though, if he comes back, which is also not very likely. Uh, other than that, not a whole lot going on around the league. A lot of rumors, suggestions, stuff like that. Uh, I was, a story we have been following that came out was um, Baker Mayfield, obviously. We did a whole segment, a whole show almost, on just where Baker Mayfield should go, why I think he should go to the Seahawks. And uh, according to Albert Breer of, uh, I don't know who he works for, but anyway, according to Albert Breer, uh, the Browns are willing to cover half of Baker Mayfield's salary to help facilitate a trade. Now that's pretty big because they guaranteed him $18 million in his contract. So they're willing to pay half of that $9 million to, uh, get him off the team, which is really interesting because, that must mean he's definitely not going to play, especially with what is coming back out of uh, Deshaun Watson's incident with the NFL saying, or rumored that the NFL is saying that they want a long suspension of Deshaun Watson. And that's if he's even allowed to play at all, if he's even going to be found innocent on all these charges. I think he's up to 24, maybe more uh, allegations. So not having Baker Mayfield on the team, that's going to hurt. They've got Jacoby Brissett. He started before. He started a year for the Colts. Um, But definitely not the guy who they thought that they were going to get out of Deshaun Watson and definitely, in my opinion, is a downgrade from Baker Mayfield. So um, something that we can talk about, though, is these uh, rankings here that CBS Sports put out. And actually, before we get into this, let's talk about something Chase Claypool said on the I Am Athlete podcast. Chase Claypool on the I Am Athlete podcast said that he knows that he is a top five receiver. He said that he knows he is a top three wide receiver in the league. Um, he did have a great rookie season, standout rookie season for Chase Claypool. Definitely a stud. He got coined as Mapletron. He was he was going crazy over there in Pittsburgh. Uh, Chase, and Chase seems like a nice guy. I just want to start off with that. Chase seems like a great guy. So I don't want to make any make make this come off as harsh or anything because Chase seems like a nice guy. Um, but he he's made some poor decisions on the field. Uh, I think regarding situational awareness, the one that comes to mind is when the Steelers were down and Chase made a catch instead of running the ball back to the line of scrimmage so they could spike it. He started celebrating and that ran time off the clock and they ended up losing not entirely because of that, but a lot of it was because they didn't have enough time to get the ball down the field. Um, So... That being said, though, let's just look at stats right now. Let's focus on how he's played on the field, ignoring the situational awareness for now. So he, again, had a great rookie season. I expect a lot out of him as a player. But right now, I 
don't think I would say that I see potential in him to be a top five wide receiver. Here's why. Doesn't mean it's not impossible. And again, this dude is way more athletic than me. And I get that. But top five wide receiver, uh, I'm not sure about that. Because let's look at last season. I had 59 receptions for 860 yards. He uh, tied for 53rd in receptions and was 35th in yards last season. He only had two touchdowns, which tied for 91st, so not great. So now first we're going to look at uh, other receivers on his team, how they performed. So Chase Claypool versus Deontay Johnson. Uh, 107 receptions, tied 5th, 1,161 yards, 10th, and he had 8 touchdowns, tied for 16th. So much better stat line. Uh, I think Deontay Johnson is someone who is overlooked, especially regarding the 2019 draft class. You have all these guys like Debo and DK, a lot of big names, A.J. Brown, Terry McLaren. I think Deontay Johnson kind of look, gets looked over. I think he's got a lot of potential, just like Chase. But I would prefer Deontay. I think he'd be rated higher than what Chase Claypool is rated right now. Um, maybe Chase has got a breakout season. He was saying when he's working out, he knows that he's a dog. That's what he said. And maybe there's something on the field. He's got to get in that mindset. He's got to maintain that. But... Chase Claypool is not a top five wide receiver right now. He's not a top three wide receiver right now. Maybe next year he's going to be a menace. He does have the potential. He has jumped over people. He's he's crazy athletic. I love watching him even though he's on the Steelers. Seems like a super genuine guy. Uh, I'm not a big fan of TikTok, but he's really into that. So he's got a social media presence that's pretty strong. But Chase Claypool, not a top five wide receiver yet. Does have the potential. Deontay Johnson, though, is a guy who, uh, if you're going to play fantasy, he'll probably fall a few uh, rounds. So maybe he's a guy that you grab because he seems to be a target that Ben really liked, and I'm going to assume that either Kenny Pickett or Mitchell Trubisky will also like. Next, uh, we're going to go into the top 10 wide receivers of 2022, according to Cody Benjamin. Okay, so this is according to Cody Benjamin of CBS Sports for next year. So he's got Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Stefan Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, Debo Samuel, Keenan Allen, and then A.J. Brown at number 10. So just as a reminder, because some of those people changed teams in free agency, Devontae Adams, who's ranked number one, is now on the Raiders. Uh, Tyreek Hill, who's ranked number six, is on the Dolphins. Debo Samuel, who uh, we don't know where he's actually going to end up because he requested a trade, but is currently... We will assume going to be playing for the 49ers, ranked number 8th. But he might change. Maybe there's an assumption that it will change. Uh, And then number 10, obviously, A.J. Brown was traded from the Titans to the Eagles on draft night in a blockbuster trade. Uh, 
So that's Cody Benjamin's numbers. Now here at No Buts About It, we have a different ranking and Jamar Chase is not on top. I did not put Jamar Chase on top. So my list is number one, Justin Jefferson. Number two, Jamar Chase. I said he wasn't number one. Number three, Cooper Cup. Uh, number four, Devontae Adams. Number five, Stefan Diggs. Number six, CeeDee Lamb. Number seven, Tyreek Hill. Number eight, Mike Evans. Number nine, Darnell Mooney. And number 10 is Keenan Allen. So I kept Keenan Allen on there. Uh, I took Debo off just because I can't be confident as to where he's going yet. I don't know who's going to be throwing to him. And even if he does stay with the 49ers, assuming Trey Lance starts, we don't know how good Trey Lance is. So if Trey Lance is not a great quarterback, obviously he's without a great guy throwing to him, it's going to be hard to have Debo Samuel uh, be a top 10 wide receiver. Um, some honorable mentions, some people that I was trying to figure out how to work in but just couldn't were McLaren and then the other, obviously the other guys on that list. All these guys are super great players um, on both lists and are just studs. Uh, Justin Jefferson just got to give it to him at that number one spot because he's really the only receiver on that team that goes long. Thielen doesn't really play long as much, but I think Justin Jefferson will take the number one over Chase, especially because Chase has to share passes with Higgins and Boyd, presumably some with Hayden Hurst. I just don't uh, see where Jamar Chase would get the yardage when it's divided so much up to uh, beat Justin Jefferson out. Maybe he will. That'd be great. But those two are going to be fun to watch for a long time. Those two were pretty close. They were close this year. Both LSU receivers. And they're going to be fun to watch for a long time. 2020 rookie in Justin Jefferson. 2021 rookie in Jamar Chase. Cooper Cup. I was surprised that he got dropped that far to number four. I would have kept him in the top three if, and obviously I did. Here's why. Matthew Stafford is going to maintain that connection this season. And Odell hasn't re-signed anywhere yet. So Odell might not be with the Rams. And it helps that uh, Cooper Cup will maybe be the only guy they're throwing to. But also, there are guys on the team that still remain a threat. Van Jefferson, he still remains a threat. He's not a primary target. Allen Robinson, we don't know how he's going to be. Maybe Allen Robinson does end up taking away passes from Cooper Cup because Allen Robinson is a great receiver. But I think that that's going to help Cooper Cup. They're not going to have to be trying to push the ball to OBJ as much if OBJ doesn't re-sign there. Because obviously, if you've got OBJ on your team, you want to use his value. Um, but I think Cooper Cup stays in the top three at least. I don't know that he necessarily has another triple crown season, but he's going to stay top three. Then Devontae Adams. I have him at number four, not number one, because you got so many possible offensive plays here with the Raiders. You got Renfro and Waller, just to name two. Hunter Renfro almost always gets it on third down. That's pretty much guaranteed. One of the smartest players in football. His IQ is phenomenal. Watching him play and watching him kind of know the rule book better than the referees sometimes is so fun to watch. 
Darren Waller, he's going to come back. He is going to have a bounce back season here. He, he had a little bit of a dip, but now it's time for a hill. He's going to have a great season coming up here, especially with Devontae Adams out there, and they're not going to be able to cover Darren Waller as heavily. Uh, but I'm not sure Devontae Adams is going to have a number one season. He's going to be wide receiver one, obviously, but I think he falls to four. Uh, I disagree with Cody on that. Uh, Stefan Diggs, I kept him at five. Uh, CD Lamb, I put him in there. He wasn't on the original list uh, with Michael Gallup and CD Lamb. I think those two are going to have a great season, especially with uh, apparently the Cowboys are looking at getting Tony Pollard more reps. And uh, I think that having that run game is really going to open up the uh, plays for the passing game because now they're going to not be able to play as uh, deep anymore with that run game becoming stronger. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott obviously has always been a strong running back, but having those two getting a ton of snaps in the run game is going to be great for the receivers as well. So I threw CeeDee Lamb in there. I think he's going to have a great season. He's always been a great player for the Cowboys, and I think he'll be a top 10 receiver this season. Hill I dropped down to seven, pretty only one ranking down. I just think Jalen Waddle, Tua and Waddle, both being from Alabama, are going to maintain that connection. There's going to be a lot of big plays, I'm sure, with the Dolphins. And I'm sure Hill will have a lot of yards, but I think Waddle's going to cut into the, a lot of that as well. Mike Evans, I have him at number eight, obviously, because uh, that Tom Brady connection. Mike Evans is a top ten wide receiver. You got the GOAT at quarterback. He's going to be in the top ten, no problem. I threw in Darnell Mooney because I think Justin Fields is going to uh, not have a radically better season this year, but I think he's going to have a better season. And Darnell Mooney was definitely someone that Justin Fields liked last year. He had 1,055 yards last season, and he had four touchdowns and 14 20-plus receptions. 20-plus yard receptions. How many of those were 40-plus? Three 40-plus. So definitely a guy that Justin Fields is willing to go to with the deep ball. Definitely a great player. I could see him being a top 10 receiver if Justin Fields improves. First-year coach, so maybe we get some uh, more conservative gameplay. I'm sure that we will see, though, this season. And I think Darnell Mooney has the ability to become a top 10 wide receiver this season. Keenan Allen dropped him to 10. He was at 9 before because he... He's got to share with Mike Williams, who took a massive leap last season. Uh, Austin Eckler is also kind of out there as a rece- receiving back as well. And uh, Keenan Allen's still top 10 receiver, but I don't think he'll be uh, top 9. I think he'll be that 10th guy. And then I took A.J. Brown out just because I don't know how that's going to work out because A.J. Brown's a stud receiver. But Jalen Hurts, I'm not sure about Jalen Hurts. It was the first part of that connection that was throwing me off there. I'm not sure A.J. Brown's going to get the yardage to put him in the top 10 for receivers. Um, But we'll see. Jalen Hurts, he kind of worries me the way he plays sometimes. Similar to Carson Wentz in a lot of ways. My worries remain the same. Uh, Terry McLaren may sneak into there, though. He's my honorable mention. I think he's number 11, honestly. Uh... 
Carson Wentz still worries me, but I think he is a massive upgrade from Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke even said that there's not much of a quarterback competition because you bring a guy in for $30 million and he's going to start. So I think he's got a point. And if Taylor Heineke is starting this season and Carson Wentz is healthy, I think that that would mean Carson Wentz was playing really bad. So uh, I'm sure Terry McLaren will have another great season. He's holding out, though. Uh, I don't know. That happened last week. We didn't cover that. So, yeah, Terry McLaren's holding out, or was holding out. He wasn't at minicamp per Adam Schefter. So um, that's another 2019 wide receiver who we're not sure about whether he'll be playing. I assume he'll be playing. The the commanders, or whatever their team name is today, uh, the commanders would be stupid to let McLaren go. Uh he does not plan to attend this week's mandatory mining camp. Per source, McLaren is continuing to seek a contract extension consistent with other comparable wide receivers that recently signed, and until he has it, he will miss reps with new Washington quarterback Carson Wentz, per Adam Schefter on Instagram. So I'm sure uh, they'll work on something, though. And uh, speaking of the commanders, uh Another important thing that I forgot about, and I'm just remembering. Uh, The commander's owner, Dan Snyder, informed the House Oversight Committee by letter that he will be out of the country when his June 22nd hearing commences. Congress is investigating Snyder and Washington's workplace culture and claims of sexual misconduct against him by a former employee. It has been long (laughs) expected that Snyder would decline to testify, per Adam Schefter on Instagram. So, uh, doesn't help you out there, bud. Not showing up for uh, testimonies. So we'll see what's happening with the Washington Commanders this season, but right now it's not looking so good with uh, Carson Wentz at quarterback, your wide receiver one holding out, and your owner is being investigated for a ton of really bad stuff. So, but yeah, that's my top 10 wide receivers list and how it compares to Cody Benjamin. We talked a little bit about Chase Claypool. We got through a lot today. Um, we're going to talk about more on Thursday, I'm sure. Hopefully we get some more news. Hopefully we get some more narratives going as we inch closer to the NFL season. It's going to be a good one, I think. There's a lot going on. We got a lot of drama building up, I think. So hopefully you guys who are new to the NFL can enjoy it and we can help you along here with this podcast. So uh, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed it, please share, like, follow, do whatever you have to do to not miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram at nobuts underscore show. And uh, let me know if you'd be interested in a YouTube thing or Twitter. Because I could maybe start doing videos. I'm not really sure how I'd do that yet, but I'd be more willing to look into it if I knew that there was a large following. So you can contact me on Instagram through the no no butts underscore show. And let me know if you'd be interested in YouTube or Twitter. So thanks for all of you that are listening. And I hope that I never have to miss a week's worth of shows again. But if I do, I'll let you know ahead of time. So uh, thanks again. See you all on the other side.